the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. So I, I was torn, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday. I th- There were the two big events, and uh, I, I wasn't sure which one to watch. And I, I went back to a commitment that that we made to you, the great listeners of the Todd Starnes Radio Program, the best listeners, the most intellectual listeners, and we have the hottest we have the hottest looking conservative women in America listening to this radio program. And, and by the way, that is a scientifically proven fact. I've and I know that because I've had all of the male members of our staff look, uh, peruse uh, the beautiful ladies that follow us on social media, and we have come to that determination. So. We've got a hot, smart, fun audience, and dare I say pithy as well. You guys, when I say you've got 10 seconds to make your point, you can say it in five. Not everybody can do that. All that to say, we always want to look after you guys. Not that you need looking after, but there are just some, for, but there are some things we do because nobody, nobody sh- should be subjected to it. For example, we, we, don't, we don't want you to watch MSDNC because it would cause your your ears to bleed and your brain to explode. So we do that for you. And and we are specially trained uh, and equipped, and we have devices that we can put on our brains to make sure they don't explode. So we're able to do that. And and that's something we do as a gift to you, the great listeners of the Todd Starnes Show. So last night I was conflicted. I'm like, do, do I watch the great Trump rally? Because we know it's going to be great. They're always a lot of fun. Little profane last night, not for the good church going. You Methodists could have handled it, but the Baptists you would have gotten you would have gotten a little triggered by some of the things Rosie had to say. Or do I watch the debate? And so I decided to to take one for the team again, and I I ended up watching the debate last night. Now I I have a, a lot to say about this because it was fascinating. The whole thing was fascinating, and what I really found interesting was fox news channel's take on how the debate went because fox and friends uh, the curvy couch gang uh, they are no longer conservative and i will prove that point here momentarily so everybody's coming at everybody thinks that the winner of the debate was ron DeSantis or or nikki haley and uh, most of the media folks are going that they're they're throwing in with DeSantis. I, did you watch the debate last night? There's something off-putting about Ron DeSantis, and it's not that he looks like the it, that he looks like Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine. That's not it. It's the bobblehead. 
and it's the forced smiles and the grins, and it's the the fact that he's the same height as as Vivek Ramaswamy, except he was taller last night. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. So, um, by the way, Ramas. Well, we'll play some. We got some great audio. So it's just it was weird. I mean, you had the um, the the bobblehead. And he seemed to be, he lurches and, and walks in a funny way. And that could be because of the of the heels. And, and I understand from you ladies out there that it's very difficult to walk around in heels. And so uh, maybe that maybe that was the problem. But, but DeSantis just seemed, it's, it doesn't seem authentic or it seems forced. It's, you know, you wonder, and, and he looked angry. There was a commercial break, and he really looked like he was angry, and he kept looking at somebody, and I think it may have been the wife, and maybe she is coaching him from the front row there, and maybe that's maybe that's what's throwing the guy off, but he's very uncomfortable in his own skin. So anyway, a lot of people are upset at Vivek Ramaswamy. They say that he was an attack dog last night, and if you asked me, I think actually Ramaswamy won that debate. And again, this is, well, ultimately President Trump won. And this is really the the vice presidential debate. But I'm telling you, aside from Vivek Ramaswamy, I see no VPs on that stage. And, And I love Tim Scott. And by the way, can we talk about Tim Scott for just a moment here? He was just weird last night. He was off, off his game. He's a nice guy, and he's a super good guy, and he's been a a great senator for South Carolina, just a good and decent man. And it's just not connecting. And I'm not sure that he can help Trump out on the campaign trail. So anyway, you know, there's been a lot of talk, and uh, I was uh, listening to my friends uh, Armstrong and Getty. They host a show out on the the West Coast. Good guys. We worked together uh, back in uh, Sacramento many years ago. And uh, they made a point that uh, they, they finally found the girlfriend. You know, there's been a lot of questions about about uh, Tim Scott and whether or not, um, uh, what's the polite way of saying this? Um, hmm, bats for the other team, if you will. I mean, people say that kind of, that's crazy. I mean, there are just some people, there are some guys out there who just never get married. They're not meant to get married and that's it. It's not a big deal. But uh, people are wondering if, um, you know, if Senator Scott is, um, you know, I don't know. It's well, you got maybe it's something in the water in South Carolina. You know, you've got Lindsey Graham, and then you've got that's why people are asking, and that's the reason why people are asking that question is because of Senator Lindsey Graham. But anyway, the, and the the issue there is, can a single guy actually be a be elected president? So. Uh, so they've resolved that issue because now Tim Scott has a girlfriend and uh, the people were there have been rumblings of this, but no one had seen the girlfriend. But then the girlfriend made an appearance last night. She's very attractive, this girl, and apparently a very successful business person. And look, I this is a non story for me. I just think it's sort of funny. But the reality is the only thing and, and this is why this will probably hurt that hurt his chances of being VP. But, and it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has everything to do with the nasty racist media. Because you're going to start seeing stories about why Tim Scott is dating a blonde-haired white woman. 
I'm just telling you. It, you know people are going to be talking about it. But she's very attractive, very accomplished, and uh, they're dating. So there you go. Anyway, enough about Tim Scott. I told you I got a lot to say about all of this. I want to go back to Vivek Ramaswamy. So Fox and Friends is very upset. He was just a rude, rude man. That's what Steve Ducey and all those guys were saying today. Just a horribly rude man. And they were actually hauling NBC News's water this morning. It was really off-putting. But here's, this is, uh, we're going to play this audio. This is how the debate on NBC News started. And Vivek, it was almost as if he was a pit bull and they unleashed him and he saw a big old a pork butt, a Boston pork butt right in front of, right in front of his face. And he was like, blah, blah, blah. cut number one. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you... Uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? Buckle up. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross, this is how we get our country back. Because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? <laughs> that old Lester was like, holy crap, what's going on here? They're, they're, they're thumbing through their big show prep books, and they didn't see anything that like that coming. Good for Vivek Ramaswamy. So, look, I think Vivek run, won the debate just on that one issue. And here's what should have happened. Immediately after that, they would have gone to Chris Christie, and they did go to Chris Christie. And here's what Chris, they would have asked Chris a question. Chris, how many Krispy Kremes can you put down in a 24-hour period of time? Instead of asking, answering that question, which, by the way, I'd be curious to know, but instead of answering that question about how many Krispy Kreme donuts the governor of, uh, former governor of New Jersey can consume, uh, I, would have, I would have responded like this. You know what, uh, Lester? Uh, we're not here to talk about donuts. But we are here to talk about what Vivek just raised. These are some very important issues he raised. We are a party of losers, and Rana needs to go. And and then Lester Holt would say, but, all right, look, folks, you got to answer our questions. And then go to, to Nikki Haley. And Nikki should have said, you know what? That's a good point. Not only does Rana need to go, why the hell are we here on NBC? We ought to be on a conservative news network because we're trying to reach our base. And our base isn't watching NBC News. What's going on here? And that's how 
That's how you deal with these people. This is how you deal with a news media that is your political enemy. That's how you do it. You gotta just you gotta punch them in the face. I it's you gotta you gotta do it. And Ramaswamy did it. He had the guts to do it. Now you may love him, you may hate him, he may repulse you, but by golly, he said what every single person listening to this radio program has been thinking. And it's a fair question. Why were the Republicans on that stage last night? Why were they doing a debate on NBC? And I'll tell you why. Because Ronna McDaniel and the and the Mitt Romneys of the world, and keep in mind, she's a Romney, right? She doesn't want you guys to remember that. But her name is Ronna Romney McDaniel. She is related to Mitt Romney. And they're all the same. It's in the bloodstream. Well, we just want to be authenticated. And we can't be authenticated if we go on conservative media. So we're going to have to go on NBC and PBS because they're the real journalist. That's what they think. They want this acceptance. Look, this is what's happening at Fox News Channel right now. You see, when Roger Ailes was alive, he didn't want the Fox News staff going to all of these big parties in D.C. with all the other journalists and hobnobbing. No, it was an us versus them smash mouth political race that's what it was about it was about beating the competition it was about being number one and we don't care what washington said we don't care what they said at the georgetown cocktail parties because we stood with the american people but fox isn't like that anymore they get off of that curvy couch game they go out and they drink their cocktails with anderson cooper and rachel maddow and all those other people they don't care about you anymore because there's nobody there in that building at 1211 6th Avenue, the Avenue of the Americas, to tell the Fox anchors, hey, your audience is not over at CNN or MSDNC or the White House. Your audience is in places like Tulsa and and Portland, Maine and Salem, Oregon, and right here in Memphis, Tennessee. You should be the party of the people. It's a raging battle that's happening right now in the conservative movement. And we got to see it play out. And and so here's the response. You just heard what Vivek Ramaswamy said. And here's how they responded on the curvy couch today. Cut number 15. He came off. I think they all look real competent. You know, Vivek is throwing bombs. He's trying to be unorthodox as a 37-year-old. He feels maybe that's necessary. Women but, don't appreciate it. Right. I, I you didn't go think after so. your daughter and your high heels. Right. I didn't think so. Terrible night. But, terrible night. That's juicy. Terrible night. And then uh, the the born again Christian gal, what's her name? Anyway, she's she was he he was he was saying sexist thing. No, he, and I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that because I, th- there's there's a reason there's a backstory there, and you've got to understand the backstory. And then you got Killmead, uh Cut number seventeen. How about Vivek going after Kristen, uh, uh, what's her last name, Welker? He attacked the moderator. He said, your network pushed the Russian collusion. He said, uh, were those just Hillary Clinton talking points? He said, answer that, Kristen. Go. He 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 flipped it around. He he was right, though. They did push the Russian talking points for two and a half years. Uh, He also attacked uh, the RNC that was destroying the festivities. So Uh he he attacked the people who were hosting the event on television, NBC, (laughs) and he attacked uh, Ronna McDaniels. 
by name, and he attacked Nikki Haley. And so that that was pretty much his play. And he then, was an he was an attack dog last and night. And then at the end, for the final comments, he said, "Joe Biden, we are you really running? Because we need to know: is it really Gavin Newsom or is it Michelle Obama?" How dare you? How dare you speak ill of your hosts? Well, you know, sometimes you got to do it. You get invited to you get invited to a, a barbecue and you show up and there aren't any juicy hamburgers or hot dogs, but they're grilling tofu and other kinds of vegetarian crap on the grill. You got a right to say something. And the same thing goes here where they were showing up thinking there was going to be a fair and balanced debate. And 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 it was not. Oh, oh, oh. And Fox and Friends, they love Krispy Kreme. Cut number 16. I know, Chris Christie, it's hard to see a path. But man, is he good. He, was he knows he, everything. He's, such an He's got experience. It's true. All I could say is it's very rare to find a candidate that has opinion and experience in just about everything. And he's willing and he's quick on his feet. I don't know. Uh, like the path there is anti Trump, and there's not much of a path there to be anti Trump. But when you watch him, when he's not talking about Trump, his competence is noteworthy. Yeah, no, I like watching him because he's so fiery yeah. and he's not afraid to go after people. I like having him. him on stage. Right. Exactly. Well, he's a former prosecutor. He knows how to make his case. Uh, he would do better in the general uh-huh. with independence and whatnot. How, but, you know, for right now, it's tough in a Republican how primary. About- All right, we got to take a break. I love Chris Christie. He's like a big old bowl of jello just jiggling all over the place. We'll be right back. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304. And start investing today. Well, by the way, so Fox News, they've got a piece up by Mary Catherine Ham, And these are all your establishment Republican peeps now. And she says that the real winners last night, Governors Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Well, there's a reason why. They were wearing heels. It's true that we've got some great audio. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play a lot of this coming up after. Well, let's, we've got uh, cut number two. Let's play cut number two. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the U.N. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? 
or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. Case, we've got two of them. We've got two of them. One of them was Nikki Haley, and she took offense that I'm wearing five-inch heels, you brute. And meanwhile, old Chris Christie, he's kind of like a, a weeble. Remember the weebles? Maybe that's a, a toy of a certain generation. Weebles. They wobble, but they don't fall down. All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868 is our number. Who won the debate last night? We'll be right back. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. people out there. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cameron is uh, going to drop by a little bit later on. Uh, he has got some big problems. Uh, any of you moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas familiar with scholastic books? Apparently, they're pushing um, a lot of material about gender transitioning for children. So uh, we're going to be talking to, to Kirk about that. Also, the uh, the true story of a Japanese pilot who led an attack on Pearl Harbor and then found God. And so he's got a brand new book out, and we're going to be uh, talking to the author called WoundedTiger.com uh, is the uh, the book. And our good buddy Franklin Graham is going to be on the Newsmax TV show, along with the owner of a diner. So get this, there is a diner in Long Island, New York, and the owner of the diner is being boycotted because he's flying Israeli flags. So we're going to be talking to the owner of the Golden Globe Diner. Uh, that's coming up at 3 o'clock Eastern on the Todd Starnes TV show over on Newsmax. So I have a question for you. Vivek Ramaswamy is catching a lot of fire right now because of uh, he mentioned Nikki Haley's daughter. And the question is, was that, out of bo- was that out of bounds? Was he out of line there? So we're going to play the – and I want to hear from you on this because a lot of conservatives are – he's a bad man. He's a bad, bad man, Vivek Ramaswamy. And he and Nikki, they, there's some bad blood between those two. What was it Ann Coulter said? There's something uh, There's something uh, Hindu going on there. It's – could be. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, here's here's what happened. Cut number three. Laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's 
actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer. Oh, you're just scum. You're just scum. I have a I have a couple of questions here. First of all, has Nikki Haley and and I'm I'm asking this out of sheer ignorance, ladies and gentlemen, but has Nikki Haley ever called a Democrat scum? Has she gone up to oh, let's say Rashida Tlaib? Kill everybody! Uh, Rashida Tlaib. Have uh, has she ever gone up to Rashida Tlaib, the Jew hater, and said you're just scum? And then huffed off. Has she done that? Do we know? Has she done that to Kamala Harris? We all know how you got to where you are. You're just scum. No, Dylan, I'm not going to say how she got to where she's going. That's inappropriate talk for radio. <laughs> but I know the rumors are there. So anyway, uh, people are really upset. There's how dare you? How dare so? So here's what I initially thought. I thought, oh, my gosh. So, man, Vivek going after like a little 12-year-old, a 13-year-old? Jeez, aloo. You know, isn't the family off limits, right? Shouldn't the family be off limits? Well, it turns out the daughter is, what, 25 years old. You leave my little girl out of this? I mean, it would have been entertaining, though. Um, oh, oh, this is the other part of it. So she looks at people, and, man, it was like, it was like those uh, space lasers coming out of the eyeballs. Man, if she could have disintegrated Vivek, it would have been over right then and there. And But in between them is Ron DeSantis. And Ron never looked, at the, never looked at anybody. Never. He looked directly at the camera and had this weird, like, fake grin on his face the entire night. It was very off-putting. Unless... His, unless his appearance was being sponsored by his dentist. The guy's got good teeth, good hair, too. So maybe that was it. But anyway, those two were going at it like cats and dogs through the whole night. How dare you talk about my... What is it? Can we play it one more time? Cut number three. Laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. The easy answer. You're just dumb. So here's what I would have done if I had been Nikki Haley. I mean, if you're going to go down this road, I mean, if you're going to call the guy scum, here's what you should have done. Now, this happened, I believe, after the three-inch heel incident. And when it came time for her to speak, she says, I'm wearing five-inch heels. And it's, they're not shoes, they're ammo. And even the women, women out there are like, what? Huh? Huh? What? Here's what she should have done. She should have because they all had like little lavalier mics on, so they they weren't like tethered to the tethered to the uh, the podium. If I had been Nikki Haley at that point, I would have taken off one of the shoes and I would have walked over and I would have confronted Vivek right there on national television. Say it one more time. Say it one more time, pal. Or you're gonna be pooping this five inch heel, you scum. It would have been good TV. I, I think even Trump, you know what would have happened? 
somebody would have told Team Trump and, the, and Trump in the middle of his massive rally there in Miami at, the, at wherever they were at. Trump said, ladies and gentlemen, hold everything. We're going to go take the NBC News live feed here because Nikki Haley is shoving a five inch heel down the throat of Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> it would have been like, well, that's when you do need Joe Rogan there, right? You, you really do. To, to do the play-by-play. You, you got to do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it, this would have been entertaining. But let's go back to the original premise. And here it is. And and again, I'm, I am curious. Do you have a problem with how Vivek Ramaswamy conducted himself last night? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. So here's the issue I have with Nikki Haley. And she says, we have to ban TikTok. No American should be on TikTok. And and she went after Ramaswamy. So she started this argument. And she's saying, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy is giving aid and comfort to the Chinese by being on TikTok. And Ramaswamy is saying, okay, wait, wait, wait a second. You're going to come after me? You're coming after me? For being on TikTok, and you're saying that no American families should be on TikTok, and you should, moms and dads should govern what their kids are, are doing on social media? Okay, well, so why is your daughter on TikTok? And by the way, she's a very popular TikTok star. It, that is a fair question, right? Because this is the problem that we have with lawmakers. Do as I tell you to do. Not as I do. So I'm going to tell you, your child can't be on TikTok, but my kid, don't you dare talk about my kid. You scum. You scum. She's got a nasty streak in her, right? It's She's trying to portray her, and, and I kind of like it. I mean, you, you like a little, you like feistiness in your presidential candidates. But again, I mean, it's one thing if, so, I mean, if you're going to get out there and say you can't talk about the kids, okay, well, what about Hunter Biden? I mean, if your kid is, you know, smoking crack on the taxpayer dime, don't we need to be able to talk about that? I'm just I'm just asking. Just asking. Meanwhile, this happened, and it enraged. <laughs> this, this enraged NBC. So people started tr- chanting Trump's name during the debate. Take a listen. Okay. All right, guys. Now that you got that out of your system, okay, we're not going to do that anymore, okay? And if you do, okay, I'm going to bring down Nikki Haley's five-inch heel, and I'm going to smack the living daylights out of you, okay? Thank you for watching NBC. Or was it Howard Stern said WNBC? It was a mess last night. All right, where do we want to go from here, folks? Uh, I've got to share this uh, crazy story with you from Washington State, and we've got it up on our website, toddsterns.com. It's somewhat unbelievable, but we checked it out, and it's authentic. Uh, This comes to us from our friends over at uh, KTTH in Seattle. Uh, Jason Rantz is the, uh, the, the, the radio host there. Benjamin Rush Elementary School, a school, by the way, named after one of our great founding fathers who is a revolutionary war hero. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? A veteran. 
Benjamin Rush Elementary School in years past held a lovely Veterans Day assembly. They featured choral performances of It's a Grand Old Flag, This Land is Your Land, and The Star-Spangled Banner. But this year, they will not be singing The Star-Spangled Banner. They will also not be performing um, any songs saluting our military or our nation. They also will not be honoring our veterans. That's because the school has canceled the Veterans Day celebration. Instead, they are recognizing what they're going to call the International Day of Tolerance, which is actually sponsored by the United Nations. This is bonkers crazy. Rant says the school ditched the patriotic songs for those centered around the assembly's theme of tolerance, acceptance, and kindness. Instead, they're going to be singing songs like Live in Peace, Peace Builder Pledge Song, Namaste. Is it Namaste or Namaste? Dylan, do we know? We don't know. We don't care. You know why we don't care? Because it's a bunch of United Nations hippy-dippy mumbo-jumbo. That's all it is. So anyway, a lot of parents are very upset about all of this. And um, I just wanted to just drill right down into the main issue here. You see, Veterans Day is a federal holiday, much like Christmas. And you've got all the atheists all riled up about Christmas. And so now you have these military-hating educators, and they want to tell the children, you're not allowed to celebrate men and women who put on this uniform and put their lives on the line so that we can tell you that your pronouns are not what you think they are. That's what the educators are saying these days. So anyway, here's the deal. Um, Veterans Day, federal holiday, set aside to honor the brave men and women who wear the uniform of this country. Now, my take on it is very simple. If you've got a grade school and they want to host some sort of a patchouli-scented, hippy-dippy love fest, they're more than welcome to do that, and they have at it. But on Veterans Day, we honor our veterans. That's what we do in America. So I would encourage you uh, over in Washington State to reach out to the Benjamin Rush Elementary School and let them know that they need to honor our fighting men and women. And quite frankly, we need to be reaching out to the lawmakers, and we need to tell those lawmakers that they should either reinstate Veterans Day or that school loses all state and federal funding. And I guarantee you, they do that, you better believe that's going to light a soy candle under somebody's cargo shorts. I'm just telling you. All right, let's go to the phones here. Chris in Asheville, North Carolina. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Oh, what's going on? Hey, listen, I wanted to uh, talk about this. Vivek and um, oh, what's Nikki Haley? Haley. He's scum. I, yeah, I don't think that Vivek has got a chance. Nikki Haley, maybe so. But my problem with Nikki Haley is instead of instead of this tit and tat, would you please tell us when you would bring or when you would stop funding the Ukraine war? When is that war? When will it be won? Uh, because I tell you what I feel about her is you can poop wrong and she wants to send somebody to war. I believe she is a war candidate and, and she's never met a war that she didn't like. Well, Chris, and that's how just, she became and that's how she became a millionaire is working uh, with the military industrial complex. So, yeah, I mean, you're right to be concerned about that. 
I'm not I'm not against the complex per se when we need it. But it's just like Afghanistan. We spent all that time in Afghanistan and we never had clear, written, concise orders on well how are we gonna win this war? Well she's doing the same thing. And I hope I'm still on topic. I, I I worry about that. I don't, I don't. I hope I'm not getting off topic. No, 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 no. Look, here's the issue okay. here, Chris, and we're coming up on a break. But, but I will say this: you're you're absolutely correct. Um, and when you look at not just Afghanistan but Iraq, I mean, why in the world were we there when, in fact, there were there were no weapons of mass destruction? Uh, this was George W. wanting to do payback on behalf of his daddy H. W., who failed to do the job uh, back in the Persian Gulf War. And this is why this is why the Israelis cannot listen to America, uh, because America will say, you know, guys, let's just give it a let's let's just do a ceasefire, and we'll all sit around and we'll eat some uh, hummus and falafel and and we'll just have a good old time and we'll hold hands and sing kumbaya or whatever. No, 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 no. We cannot do that, and Israel understands that. They've got it's an ugly thing. War is ugly, and they've got to finish the job. And and that's so so that's the issue that we've got is. That America will start something, but they never know how to finish it. Chris, got to run. Great call and appreciate you listening to the program. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists. The way we measure time social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Wow. Wow. I'm, you know, I will say this. I didn't see a single vice presidential candidate up on that stage last night. Didn't see a one. And I don't think it's going to be Vivek Ramaswamy. I I really don't. Um, Here is Fox and Friends. And boy, do they love, they love Chris Christie. Cut number 16. I know Chris Christie, it's hard to see a path. But man, is he good. He, was he knows he, everything. He's, he's got experience. It's true. All I could say is, it's very rare to find a candidate that has opinion and experience in just about everything, and he's willing and he's quick on his feet. I don't know. Uh, like the path there is anti-Trump, and there's not much of a path there to be anti-Trump. But when you watch him, when he's not talking about Trump. His competence is noteworthy. Yeah, no, I like watching him because he's so fiery yeah. and he's not afraid to go after people. They're afraid I to go like after having him. him on stage, right. exactly. Well, he's a former prosecutor. He knows how to make his case. Uh, he would do better in the general uh-huh. with independence and whatnot. How, but, you know, for right now, it's tough in a Republican how primary. About- All right. Uh, then um, across town, you've got Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, the governor of Arkansas. And uh, she made it official, endorsing uh, her former boss. And here's how that went. Cut 14. I know that a lot of people may complain that President Trump was too loud, too disruptive, and sometimes even a little too direct. Come on. Come on now. Bye-bye. 
But to me, that's the very best thing about this president. He tells it like it is. He's not a I love that. I, you know, I want that on my ringtone. Is that possible? Dylan, can we work that out? I, I love that. And I'll make sure to eat at some of the most liberal places in Memphis, and I'm going to have somebody intentionally call me with my ringtone set as high as it can go. It'll kind of be fun to trigger some liberals. All right. Uh, hey, we've got another hour. Actually, two hours. Actually, three hours. Jeez, salute. We're just getting started, folks. Hang tight, everybody. This is The Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Very happy to have you with us today. Uh, we've got a lot going on. Uh, by the way, uh, Kirk Cameron's going to be here in the next hour of the show. Also, uh, we're going to be talking to Franklin Graham. Just had a massive uh, rally in uh, Italy, and uh, just just an amazing situation with so many people um, making decisions to follow our Lord. And uh, Lord knows we need more of that here in America. By the way, our telephone number, 844-747-8868. Again, that is a toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. 68. So there is a disturbing story um, out of Jerusalem, and this is not that big of a surprise, but I think it is still horrifying. So according to multiple sources from inside the Israeli government, there were at least six freelance, freelance journalists working for the Associated Press, the New York Times, and CNN, and they were embedded with the Hamas terrorist who waged jihad on Israel last month, October 7th. In other words, they had these uh, these gangs of jihadists, and somehow these news organizations got wind of it, or their sources tipped them off, and they made some sort of a secret deal, a secret arrangement to be embedded with the terrorist as they flew in on the paragliders and they drove in on the four-wheelers and started slaughtering Jewish families in their homes. This is horrifying. It, it is. This is a breach of, of ethics. It is a breach of morality. It is, it is a, it's a breach of humanity. 
I mean, just think about this for a moment. You are Walter Cronkite, and that's the way it is. You're Walter Cronkite. It is World War II, and you found out that the Japanese were going to launch a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, and so instead of going and telling FDR, you decide, all right, we're going we're gonna to contact the Japanese, and we're going to see if we can secretly embed ourselves with the fighter pilots as they drop their bombs and blow Americans up in Pearl Harbor. It would be that bad. Or or it would be like uh, being a journalist on 9-11 and learning that a bunch of hijackers had just, had just gotten on board an airplane. And you knew it, but you didn't say anything about it because you wanted the scoop. According to Jewish Insider, Reuters, the Associated Press, CNN, all of which published photos from Palestinian photographers taken in the first hours of the attacks, scrambled overnight to distance themselves from allegations that they, as well as the New York Times, had advanced warning of the terror attacks. Israel's National Public Diplomacy Directorate, which is part of the Prime Minister's office, demanded immediate action, calling the photojournalist accomplices in crimes against humanity, whose actions were contrary to the profession to professional ethics. The government press office sent a letter to the bureau chiefs of the AP, Reuters, CNN, and the New York Times asking for clarifications. Former Defense Minister Benny Gantz, who sits on the War Cabinet, took the condemnation a step further with an implicit threat. He said journalists found to have, journalists found to have known about the massacre and still chose to stand as idle bystanders while children were slaughtered are no different than terrorists and should be treated as such. Look, I agree with this. This is horrifying. It seems to me at that point you have to treat these journalists from these agencies as enemy combatants. Now, I know in journalism they they train the, the young journalists to be, um, to be observers. You're not really supposed to intervene. So, you know, if a plane crashes, journalism ethics would tell you, don't go help anybody out. Get your camera out and start reporting. See, I never did buy into that. I, I really didn't. And it seems to me that if you're a photographer or if you're a reporter or whatever, and you get wind of something like this, you let somebody know. But I'm a journalist. I'm a fair and impartial observer. I can't change history, Todd. So here we go, folks. I mean, this is this is the story. And I, maybe we shouldn't be surprised. You know, President Trump said that the mainstream media, they're the enemy of the people. This is what he was talking about. And now you have to step back and wonder, okay, what else did they know about? And they just didn't say anything because they wanted that Pulitzer Prize. They wanted... They wanted to have the scoop. They wanted to be number one. What else What else do they know about? And they didn't tell us about. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Really despicable. So what are we going to do here? Look, um, I, 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 think, I think we have to, to do something here. Now, I would call for a boycott of CNN, but nobody watches CNN. So, I mean, you guys are technically already boycotting cnn but 
every newspaper in the country, every TV station in the country, they use the content that is um, that is crafted and written by Associated Press and Reuters. So my recommendation to you is to contact your local newspaper. Do it right now. Contact your local newspaper and tell them they need to either drop Associated Press or you're going to cancel your subscription if you have a subscription. If you're if you're with the New York Times, may I just suggest that you cancel your subscription? If you're a Jew and you subscribe to the New York Times, what is wrong with you? I mean, really, this is a terrible thing here, folks. And it again, it is a black eye, and this explains a lot. So we told you the story about Paul Kessler, the um, the Jewish guy who was killed in the streets of Los Angeles a few days ago. So the Associated Press actually ran a story, a headline, and the headline was sympathetic was sympathetic to the pro Palestinian guy who killed him. And this is nuts. Oh, by the way, last night, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, she's Israeli. She, by the way, she served in the IDF. She is a fierce warrior. This, and she also she was also Wonder Woman. Uh, she played Wonder Woman in the uh, in the movies. So anyway, she held a um, she held a viewing of the, some of the footage of the slaughter, and several hundred people showed up. It was at the Museum of Tolerance, which is um, a beautiful museum that honors uh, the Holocaust victims. So after after the viewing. These pro Hamas thugs show up and they start beating up the Jews. We have the video on our website. It's just, it's awful. But this is what's happening in America right now. Jews are physically being attacked on the streets. Nobody's doing anything about it. Let's go to the phone lines 844 747 8868. Mark is listening to us in Truman, Arkansas on KWAM radio. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind? Hello, Todd. How are you today? Love the show. Thank you. I, I have a question for you that I'd love to hear your take on. You talk about how bad the Associated Press is, which, gee, no surprise. But what is with the Jerusalem Post? They constantly have columnists and editorialists saying how Joe Biden is one of the best friends that Israel has. Are they blowing smoke up as you know what? Because I just don't see it. I, I think he is horrible on Israel. I think he's a uh, uh, you know been weak on this, calling for you know ceasefires and telling yeah. you know telling Israel, oh, don't do this. I don't get how the Jerusalem Post keeps saying what a wonderful guy and wonderful friend Joe Biden is. I mean, is, is Netanyahu biting has to bite his tongue and say, ah, thanks, Joe, or or what? I, I just don't get it. I don't think so. I, I think there's sort of, you know, there are bits and pieces of Joe Biden that are old school Democrat. And keep in mind, back in the, you know, in the, in the 70s, 60s and 70s, a lot of those Democrats were pretty conservative on issues like supporting the nation of Israel. So, so Joe, Joe and Netanyahu have a history there, and, and I think it's a good history. I think Biden is authentic in his support of Israel. But I will say this about the Jerusalem Post. They're as left as the day is long. I mean, they're kind of like they're, you know, I guess the comparison here would be the New York Times. Now, they may be getting it right because their nations come under attack, but that's about it. I mean, they're they're always going to be leftist. I guess that explains it. But I just still think that he should be telling Israel to do what you need to do. And me personally, I mean, I wouldn't stop until I've been in every single home, every single mosque, and cleaned out every single weapon, every single missile, every single tunnel. I would not stop. To me, that is victory to Israel. And I think I would probably, in the, in the process, 
level just about half of Gaza as well. But that, but that's just me. Well, Mark, they're they're doing that, but this is fascinating. So they took over a mosque. I believe this happened yesterday. Instead of destroying the mosque, and the only reason they're destroying stuff is because it's a terrorist stronghold or something. So this mosque was actually being used as a mosque, so they didn't tear it down. But you know what they did, Mark? The IDF soldiers got up into the bell tower, and you know how they broadcast the uh, the Islamic prayer, call to prayer? They broadcast announcements to the hostages that might be listening that they are on the way. Isn't that brilliant? Israel knows what they are doing. They are the yes, best they do. what they do. They're our best ally, and I support them 100%. Uh, same here, Mark, and, and I will say this. Uh, the precision that they're that they're carrying out these attacks, it's unbelievable. But they cherish life, and they're trying to save as many lives as possible and, in the process, free the Gazan people from the atrocities of these Hamas terrorists. So let's see how all this plays out. Hey, Mark, got to run. Appreciate that call. 844-747-8868 is our number. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Hey, let me ask you a question. We've got a lot of new uh, new listeners out there, thanks to our friends over at Newsmax. And I'm curious, how many of you folks are already starting to do your Christmas shopping? And, I, you know, it's I was, um, where was I? And I was uh, walking by, I was um, going to get my hair cut the other day, and I was walking by Hobby Lobby. It's in the same uh, shopping center as uh, the, um, the barber shop. And, no, I don't go to a hair salon, Dylan. I go to a barber shop. And so anyway, I was uh, walking by Hobby Lobby, and it looked like Santa and the elves just like threw up in the entire store. I've never seen so much Yuletide joy. A lot going on in there. They just skip right over. You go from like 4th of July to Christmas. So anyway, a lot of people already starting their Christmas shopping. May I recommend um, Mike Lindell? He has got some incredible, incredible Christmas time offers for our listeners already over at MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's right. We actually have our own page now over at MyPillow.com slash Starns. Um, so Mike's got some great, great offers, and MyPillow products are so amazing for Christmas presents, whether it's the the My Slippers, which I highly recommend. And uh, Dylan, if, you're, if your mom is curious about what to get me for Christmas, I'm just dropping a hint. I could use another pair, My Slippers, size 11. Um, so you got the my slippers, you got my pillow products. Uh, the, by the way, get this: the queen size my pillow, nineteen ninety eight. 
That's a great deal, right? Nineteen ninety eight My Pillow Queen Size, normally sixty nine ninety eight, and for ten dollars more, so twenty nine ninety eight, you'd be able to get a king size My Pillow. Uh, that's a pretty good deal. So all sorts of deep, deep discounts on My Pillow products, including the beautiful Giza Dream bed sheets, the mattress toppers, even the pet beds. And Grace's little Merlot loves the pet beds. They're really nice. So again, go to mypillow.com slash Starns. That's mypillow.com slash Starns. You got to use my last name, Starns, as the promo code, and they're going to hook you up with some great uh, deals. Get this 10 year warranty, 60 day money back guarantee. You can also give them a call, 1 800 839 8506. That's 1 800 839 8506. All right, back to some more audio. Uh, this is this is uh, from New York City, where Hamas has now occupied the Black Rock building. Here's what it sounded like this morning. Black Rock, you can hide. Black Rock, you can hide. We shot you with genocide. We shot you with genocide. Black Rock, you can hide. Black Rock, you can hide. We shot you with genocide. We shot you. Oh, it's the white people clap. White people just can't clap. You know what they need to do? They need to go down. We have a massive convention. There are 100,000 people in town for this convention. It's the Church of God in Christ. They call it Kojic. And, man, these people are amazing. They're coming from all over America, all over the world, and they're gathered in Memphis for their big convention this week. And they have some great choirs. They could probably teach the protesters how to – is it the clap on the downbeat or the offbeat, Dylan? You're the music guy in the family. I thought it was uh, two and four. Two and four. Two and four. Thank you. I, our choir can't do that. They tried it once, and then a couple of the people on the ends just fell out. They, literally, <laughs> they just fell right off of the, the you gotta stage. you got to feel it. you got to feel it. you got to feel the spirit move. Yep. All right. It's interesting. In our church, I don't know why, but the Baptists, you know, whenever we have worship, um, they can't get the hands all the way up. Is, is, it, is it genetic? I think it's a Baptist thing. You think so? I, you see, I maybe the spirit, the spirit only moves halfway up, right? <laughs> That's what it is. I was... Uh, I was at a at a Church of God event once, and they're very charismatic. Very, uh, you know, they raise their hands, and it's it's very just great music, and I had a great time. But whoever was standing, it was somebody either behind or near in the vicinity, and they had those hands, both both arms shot right up in the air, and stayed there. And it was very clear that right guard was not used that day. Could have used a little act little deodorant there just a little spray it is what it is i guess that's, what are you gonna do so anyway there you go uh what why was i talking about raising hands oh it was because of the protesters yeah so they always do the rhymes i guess does that work i'm not sure that actually works for people but who knows anyway more protests expected today across new york city and I'm telling you, folks, you better pay attention. This stuff's going to get ugly very, very quickly, as we as we saw in a New York City, I'm sorry, Los Angeles, just a couple of days ago and then last night. Would have been great. Gal Gadot, she was actually not at the event last night. I would have loved to have seen her come out there and just start lassoing people, taking them down. 
That's what you got to do. I mean, you want to be nice, but look, you got to take care of yourself, folks. I mean, that's what it's really that's what it's really all about. Uh, do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, we are we are actively, and by actively, I mean I need your help here. Um, we do not have we do not have the power of the Fox News brand to move the new book, so we're relying on the power of you, which quite frankly is greater than Fox News now. And uh, we want you to go and pre-order a copy of my brand new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming. And my good friend Michelle Cox was just editing the book. She is doing one of the final look-throughs. She says, it's great, reads well, great mix of sobering info and laughter. People are going to love it. I give it the redneck seal of approval. Don't come no better than that. So again, wherever you get your books, we're encouraging people to go to Amazon and pre-order a copy of Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? President Trump, Jim Jordan, Marsha Blackburn, among those already endorsing the book. We'll be right back, folks. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Coming up a little bit later on the big Newsmax TV show, Franklin Graham is going to drop by. Also, we're going to be talking to the owner of a of a diner on Long Island. And uh, this diner is now facing a boycott. And the reason why is that the owner has um, posted an Israeli flag at his establishment there are also posters of the hostage, of the hostages. The owner of the Golden Globe Diner in Huntington said he began displaying the Israeli flags and posters as a way to support efforts to return the hostages. And this is from the reporting of the the New York, or rather the New York Post. Many locals have a different feeling. Three staff members have quit. Several patrons say they will not return, and local DoorDash drivers have boycotted the the restaurant. A group of local drivers for DoorDash also confronted the owner, telling him he was promoting hate. The owner said the drivers from DoorDash came over and basically said they're not picking up our orders anymore with the flags flying outside. All right, well, so be it. He's also got a little banner. It says, we stand with humanity, we stand with Israel. Pete Sedalius is his name. In a statement, DoorDash denied there were any issues at the diner. And they said they found no evidence to say that um, there's no evidence that that their drivers are boycotting. I don't believe it one bit. Anyway... Now patrons are showing up from as far away as Philadelphia and Delaware to eat at the diner. Mr. Sedalius is Greek. And I love it. There's a sign in the window that says, Greek diners stand with Israel. I love this. 
He says, I'm not Jewish, but my father-in-law is Jewish. My partner is Jewish. My best friend is Jewish. You know, it's the humane thing to do. We want to find these people. We want to bring them back. It's not my family. But if it were, I would want people to speak up about it. Long Islanders have been stomping on Main Street and double parking their cars and getting out to take pictures of the restaurant. Well, don't just take a picture. Go in and order something. I love I love Greek diners. I love the Mediterranean food. Dylan, I have a question for you. Is it gyro or gyro? Uh, I think that depends on if you're Greek or not. Oh, because a lot of non-Greek people say uh, gyro. Ooh, it's good eating. And they had that little uh, the the uh, the sauce there. What's it called? The taz- is it tzatziki sauce? Is that? Oh man, I'm a picky eater. Uh, I'm you the just, worst person to ask. You yeah, for your entire life you ate chicken tenders and ketchup. <laughs> Unfortunately, wow, you got to broaden your cultural horizons. I, I, I've gotten a little bit better. I I've eaten a Greek pizza. If that if that counts as broadening, does, does that really count though? What is a Greek pizza? Well, it's got gyro cheese, Ye- and that's about it. Okay, that's well. That's <laughs> if you fold it, that's like a, a, is it a gyro or now we got to have somebody oh, yeah. Greek call it and set the record straight. That's going to drive me nuts all day. So anyway, uh, we're going to have the uh, we're going to be talking to the owner this of this Greek diner. Grace Baker called me up and she says, "Well, I got a hold of the guy, but he was like really gruff sounding." I'm like, "Yes, he's the owner of a Greek diner. That's like the the mo. I mean, and he was in the middle of breakfast, so the guy's busy." But we appreciate him uh, coming on the program, and so you're going to want to watch that. It's going to be fun. All right, this story from the Department of Health and Human Services. Listen up, people. They've rolled out a new gender pronoun policy. And, folks, it's ugly. If you violate the policies, you could be fired for doing something as simple as misgendering. Roger Severino with the Heritage Foundation says HHS is now requiring its employees to speak falsehoods. HHS has imposed a transgender pronoun mandate on employees, and they will now be forced to deny biological realities or face firing. So that's all because of the assistant HHS secretary, Mr. Rachel Levine. He's that big old dude. Wears pantyhose and has some sort of a hairdo that's very weird. And he talks like this. Okay, stop. Just use your real voice. Why, this is my real voice. No, it is not your real voice, sir. Severino is a Harvard Law School graduate. He says, and this is crazy, he says people will also be required to deny their own faith in God. All applicants and employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves. Using correct names and pronouns helps foster workplace free of discrimination and harassment. The practice also creates an inclusive work environment where, when, where all applicants and employees are treated with dignity. The isolated and inadvertent use of an incorrect name or pronoun will generally not constitute unlawful harassment, but continued intentional use of an incorrect name or pronoun or both could contribute to an unlawful hostile work environment may i just say and so what they're saying is that let's just say you've got a fella and um, he's a big old boy and uh, let's just say you've got and, and he's hairy so you've got a hairy 
you've got a hairy fat guy in the office and one day he shows up in a halter top and he's wearing a, a mini skirt and in between the <laughs> in between the halter top and the mini skirt it looks like a forest where like a bear could be wandering it's the, the guy's just you know a massive he's a furball and he's wearing stiletto heels the kind that uh, Ron DeSantis wears and and that guy walks into your office and you say something you could end up losing your job like dude if you're going to do that if you're going to wear something like that uh, you know get a razor go to Harry's they have a lovely razor or get yourself waxed or something or if this guy says you know that when when he walks in that he wants to be he wants to be known as I don't know Gladys instead of you know Mike <laughs> I told you my name is Gladys. If, if that happens, then you could lose your job. These people are idiots. But this is America. We got a lot of idiots living here. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? It's crazy. Anyway, um, Mr. Rachel Levine, the man in the pantyhose, um, posted an item on social media, and he says, uh, and I, this is terrible. So he says, who you know yourself to be is valid. What does that mean? Now, other people say, well, this is Orwellian. I mean, it's you're, you're talking about misgendering someone, and that would qualify as violating their civil rights? That's nuts. You, sir, are a dude. There's nothing wrong with saying that. That is not a hate crime, unless you work for the federal government. All right, um, continuing on now, and this is just crazy stuff. Severino says employees have a right to their faith, and your boss can't force you to deny your faith as a condition of working there. And now all these Christian government workers, are there still Christians working in government, though? Is that true? There can't be that many. He says those people are faced with a horrible dilemma. Do they hope that they can fly under the radar and try to avoid the issue and keep a low profile? Or do they stand up and say the policy is wrong, and do they fight for their rights? They, he says that Christians working for the government now have a uh, just a great big target on their backs. And it's certainly that way in the mainstream media. Ooh, ooh, ooh I've got to share this story with you uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. I haven't talked a lot about the crazy stuff that's happening in uh, Memphis lately, but this is pretty crazy. So we have a um, there, there's a chain, a national a chain. Are you familiar with uh, Hibbit Sports? Hibbit Sports is a very popular uh, sporting goods store in the southern states, and there's also they also own another place called City Gear, which is more like um, is it is it like more street urban wear? I think is that a good is that a good way to 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 frame it? It's, it's kind of a hip urban store. Anyway, all very popular. Well, anyway, the the parent company that owns City Gear and Hibbit has written a letter to city leaders in Memphis, and of course, we are controlled by radical pro criminal Democrats. Our district attorney is a soft on crime Democrat, and it is bad here. Well over thirteen thousand cars have been stolen in Memphis, Tennessee, since the start of the year. That's worse than places like New York and Chicago. And the um, the thugs, and we have we have a lot of thugs here, 
And surprisingly, we have a lot of thugettes, and those are the female thugs. And then we had the little juvenile, th- the underage thugs, which we uh, and we call them thuglings. And the thuglings are the worst. And I will say this. If you're going to get carjacked, you're better off getting carjacked by a thug instead of a thugling. And here's the reason why. The thug is only interested in your car. So they're really you're less likely to get shot if you are carjacked by a thug. But if there's a thugling, the thuglings are out to make a name for themselves. And they will not hesitate to shoot you dead. I'm telling you, it's bad here in Memphis. Really bad. Very well-known talk radio host was coming to Memphis for a day or two just to visit a family situation. And um, a family situation in that they they wanted to just do a day trip, you know, have fun, kick back, relax. And they were coming to to Memphis, and they asked for some recommendations, uh, you know, a good blues place where to get some barbecue. And I, I wanted to tell them, you also need to get a Kevlar vest and make sure that your car is guarded at all times. So anyway, it's really that bad here. So the, 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 the head honcho, the owner of City Gear and Hibbit Sports, they have been nailed multiple times their stores have been robbed the the windows smashed open and it's just over and over and over again and and the police they can't do anything about it because um they do not allow people to to sit in jail anymore our liberal district attorney literally wants these kids right back out on the streets and so in a lot of cases kids are committing crimes they've got the ankle monitor and then they go out and commit another crime and they're still wearing their ankle monitor from the first crime. So the parent company wrote a letter to the district attorney and wrote a letter to City Hall and said, hey, look, we can't do this. I want to read to the letter. This is from television station WREG. This is absolutely out of control. That's what they said. We are at a loss as we continue to add enhanced security, enhanced alarms, enhanced gates, and reinforcements. So they're basically turning their stores into these fortifications. But they said none of that seems to be working at our stores in Memphis, and they are burglarized and significantly damaged multiple times per week. Last Thursday, thieves stole $10,000 in merchandise from one city gear store on South 3rd Street in Memphis. On Monday, thieves backed a box truck into the same store and got away with more. So now they have a hole in the wall, and they're writing all of this in the letter. This is horrible. So while that wall was being repaired and cleaned up, another wave of thieves came inside and looted the store in broad daylight. And they've got everything on camera. Here's what they wrote. We will continue to fortify our stores to further deter the brazen perpetrators. However, swift action needs to be taken to thwart these thieves and hold them accountable. As of this morning, we have sent notes to the district attorney's office that have been met without reply. I'm not surprised. You know why? Because the DA is of the opinion, these are just good little young scholars and they just need shoes and they need clothes and they want to look good when they go to class and beat people up. And, you know, it's there's a stereotype that all of these carjackers are just sloppy guys and 
We don't want our carjackers to be sloppy guys. They have to be dressed, and they have to be dressed for success. And you can't really dress for success and be a bad carjacker. So we want our carjackers to be the best-dressed carjackers in all of America. I mean, this is this guy named Steve Mulroy. His previous job was being a law professor. So here we go. And this is the bottom line here of this story. The vice president of operations reached out to the district attorney's office, and here's what they said. This is absolutely not sustainable for our stores in the Memphis area. We are desperate for help from local leaders and other outlets that can help us. There are more than 1,148 Hibbet and City Gear stores in 36 states. But I want to tell you something here, folks, and you people in Memphis listening to us on KWAM, KWAM, listen up. What they're trying to tell the district attorney in a very polite way is, we are going to shut down our Memphis stores. We will leave your city. But you've got Democrats, and I just want to say this, and it's an unfortunate thing, Memphis a once beautiful, vibrant city, and it is still has beautiful people. But I, would, I just want you to hear something. When you look at Memphis, this is one city in America, maybe the only major American city, where the only thing that matters is your skin color and your political affiliation. If you are not black, if you are not a Democrat, you don't get elected in this city. You do not. And now the concern is, because we're a majority-minority city, now the concern is, among the black leaders, is that far too many black people are getting arrested for crime. Well, then tell the black people to stop doing the crime. I mean, I'm sure there's a major white city out there, and they've got a, they've got a problem with white crime. Does that mean you just stop arresting the white people? No, you arrest the criminals. But they don't want to do that. But I'm telling you, these business owners are fed up. They're fed up, and they're going to start leaving, and you watch what's going to happen. You're going to have the big preachers out there. Why, they're nothing but racist. They just hate the black man. They just racist. No, sir. No, sir. They're, They're businessmen. They're trying to do the right thing, but nobody wants to help them. It's just reparations. It's just reparations, I tell you. Reparations, them children need the shoes. They're young scholars. All right. Well, good luck, because the only shop left is going to be the Walmart. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. got a note from uh, one of our listeners in memphis at kwam and uh, they were telling me that they had just ordered the uh, the wellness company's covid emergency kit uh, which has the ivermectin they were looking all over the place for ivermectin and uh, just having a hard time finding it 
and uh, they were able to get the um, the wellness kit. Uh, so it reminded we haven't talked about this in a while, but if you um, you've got to check this out. I just got my kit, and you've got they have several different medical kits, emergency medical kits. And they have all sorts of amazing life-saving medications, including ivermectin and the Z-Pack, and along with a guidebook to help you out. Uh, go to twc.health. That's twc.health slash Starnes. And uh, check out their great products. If you're looking for ivermectin, that's where to get it. Use my promo code Starnes, and you're going to be able to save 10%. Again, twc.health slash Starnes. Uh, and use that promo code STARNS. We'll be right back. Hour 3 coming up next. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's it. Todd Starnes. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program and welcome to all of our viewers on Newsmax Television as we begin our simulcast hour together. And we've got a lot going on, uh, folks. Want to go ahead and give out our telephone number. You will need this if you want to call in today, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Well, there was an interesting story um, about our good friend Kirk Cameron in the Daily Wire just a few days ago. Uh, Kirk Cameron is calling out scholastic books. Now, many of you moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas out there, you're familiar with scholastic books. Well, Kirk Cameron says that scholastic books is actually glamorizing gender transitioning and pushing sexually explicit material. Well, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today and say hello to Kirk Cameron. Kirk, good to have you back with us again, sir. Great to be with you, Todd. I'll tell you, but you know what? You trigger a lot of people around this country. You're, you're either getting kicked out of uh, the libraries. Uh, I, I tell you, I don't know why people get so triggered by the great, gentle, kind Kirk Cameron. <laughs> well, you're very kind to, to say that. But, you know, my, what I'm really trying to do is not is not – uh, light fires or stir up trouble. I have a deep sense of compassion for precious families and young children who are being victimized by these powerful organizations that are separating children from their parents by sexualizing them when they're minors uh, through public schools and libraries. And parents don't even know it's taking place. So as I've been traveling the country, reading children's books of Christian virtue in public libraries, the question came up, how does the bad stuff get into the schools and libraries in the first place? You know, we've seen the videos of the moms at the school board screaming and yelling about, about this stuff. Well, it turns out uh, there is a wolf dressed up in grandma's clothing that wants to eat Little Red Riding Hood 
and the wolf is scholastic books that trusted company that we've all known growing up with the book fairs they're the world's largest producer and distributor of children's books in schools and libraries and they're lacing those books now with pornography obscene material gender confusing material and they're marketing it to kids from second to sixth grade and even younger Kirk, I'm, I'm reading the material here and uh, some of the things you've been posting on social media, and you say they're actually prioritizing LGBTQIA plus themed books. Well, what do you mean by that, and what are, what is some of the content that, that has you so concerned? Well, <clears throat> uh, I'll give you some examples. And by the way, you can download the PDF of everything that I'm saying right now on our website. This is uh, a book called Welcome to St. Hell, My Trans Teen Misadventure. This is marketed to children who are uh, 8 to 12 years old. That's second grade to sixth grade. In it, there are pictures of full frontal nudity of minor women who point to their vagina and call it their imaginary willy as they show you their top removal scars after their transition surgery, uh, acts of sex in bed, and um, instruction how-to manuals on how to inject yourself with hormones so that you you grow hair in places and your places uh, are no longer places. It's, it's, it's absolutely revolting and it is disturbing and damaging to children. We, we have laws against this that are punishable by fines and imprisonment. And just because Scholastic puts this stuff into something they call educational doesn't make it less obscene or harmful. And parents need to know. And, and again, when you when you hear about these book fairs, and, and you're right, uh, you and I are, are pretty are pretty close in age. Uh, you're talking about book fairs that we all grew up attending, and uh, you know there there were so many great family friendly books out there. But this is really a perverted thing. This is almost like something you would see in an adult bookstore, and instead they're giving it to kids without even uh, the courtesy of a of a brown paper wrapper. That's right. And so we want to go after the head of the snake. If you find out that there are uh, uh, drugs that are harming your children in your neighborhood, uh, you don't just get upset with the kids for, for taking drugs. You go after the drug dealer. And in this case, we've got a billion-dollar company that is publicly traded whose largest stockholders are Vanguard and BlackRock. They've been around for over 100 years, and they are putting on over 100,000 book fairs in public libraries and schools and private schools across the country. So here's the, here's the great news. We don't have to, to, to just, just you know, put our head between our, our, our knees and cry in our Chick-fil-A soup while we lament the future of our children. We can do something about it. So we have, have uh, partnered with SkyTree Book Fairs. That's SkyTree Book Fairs. And they are now... Uh, providing a way for public and private schools to replace harmful scholastic book fairs with SkyTree book fairs that have wholesome books. Over 700 public schools and private schools have already signed up for this, and our first one is next month in Spotsylvania, Virginia. So if you want to download the PDF that documents all of this obscene, awful material, and you can see it with your own eyes, I ordered the books, I read them, we documented it, freely downloadable at skytreebookfairs.org. And then also pick up the manual on how to replace Scholastic 
and it's obscene material with SkyTree book fairs, and it's wholesome material. I think this is a terrific idea. And again, uh, we're all about solutions, not only identifying the problems and talking about the problems, but also identifying solutions. And I, I love this. Again, folks, skytreebookfairs.org. And of course, we have the direct link on our live show blog as well. Kirk, I, I'm curious, um, what are you, what kind of reaction are you hearing from folks out there, from moms and dads that are discovering that a lot of this material has been out there in their, in their kids' classroom? Well, uh, you know, there, there's parents who are just outraged about it. And I say, guys, don't waste your best energies complaining and cursing the darkness. Turn on the lights and remember that, uh, that, that our children are only being influenced by these things because you send them to those schools. You drop them off. Not only that, you pay for it with your tax dollars. How about we work together to build a parallel uh, opportunity for your children's education, like home education, like private education? How about, how about churches start creating schools? And, and in fact, many of them are. So that's the wow. exciting thing. Um, home education has doubled in America. Uh, the pandemic was one of the greatest gifts for that. And now we've got an immense amount of good content for parents and children out there. Uh, I'm finding that people are coming out of the woodwork. They're waking up. I feel the rumblings of revival, Todd, and I'm very encouraged. And uh, we, we live in exciting times. I don't want to hide and uh, run from the dragons. I want to run at the dragons and slay the dragons, and I'm looking for people to join me. I love it. All right, Kirk, I know our Newsmax audience and our massive radio audience, they are going to be so on board with this. Uh, what a great, great idea. Again, folks, skytreebookfairs.org. That's skytreebookfairs.org. Kirk, we got to leave it there. Always good hearing from you, my friend, and you be safe out there. Appreciate you, Todd. Keep up the great work. All right, you do as well. Great guy. Great guy. Kirk Cameron, everybody. And uh, look, I, I think this is a terrific idea. Uh, we we are not in the book banning business. This is all about age-appropriate content, and a lot of the content coming out from places like Scholastic uh, is incredibly inappropriate for kids, and yet they are welcomed into the school with open arms. And a lot of parents have no idea, no idea the dangers that are lurking in their public school classrooms. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks. When we come back, we will be going to your phone calls, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hope you are doing great out there across America today. Uh, just a, a little reminder, a brief reminder to head over to our website, toddsterns.com. You know, a lot of people have already started uh, doing the whole Christmas shopping and we have some great guests for the conservative in your life. Uh, I will personally autograph and inscribe uh, any any of the books that you guys purchase. We also have a great uh, collection of shirts, ball caps, and coffee mugs 
my favorite, the Blessed Not Bitter uh, coffee mug. And uh, you can get all of those at toddsterns.com. All right, let's go to the phone lines here, 844-747-8868. I want to start in uh, Florida. Richie is watching us on Newsmax and wants to weigh in on Ron and McDaniel. Hey, Richie, what you got for us today? How you doing, Todd? Uh, I'm just saying, I'm making it like a thing like similar to like baseball, football or something. When you have so couple years in a row, a few years, you know, the team doesn't do nothing, it's time for a change, and the head guy has to go to rejuvenate the team and stuff. We've been doing this since 2016. Today I've seen an article saying, oh, well, we can't have infighting. Well, we lost Virginia. We lost uh, at other states, too. And nobody's holding her, uh, her or anybody else, you know, up to what happened. I mean, now it's time that this country is going, like you say, we're really suffering, and we need a time. I think a change should happen. We don't want another Liz Cheney. We don't want another, you know... Susan Collins, we don't want what's going on with the other politicians who are not around, like rhinos, to destroy our country. We have a most beautiful country in the world. Richie, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm a big SEC football fan. I follow the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, Let's just say that that Ronna McDaniel is the head coach of the, the Alabama Crimson Tide. You think she would survive after, what, three, four losses, losing seasons? No, not at all. She'd be out of there. So the the point, and it's a point well taken, Richie, is that we are losing. And I, I don't know if you caught the debate last night. We talked about this in the first hour of the radio show. Uh, but the reality is we are a party of losers right now, and I am tired of losing, Richie. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of losing. So am I, because they're all politicians. Donald Trump wasn't a politician. Politicians run. Like Ron DeSantis, he came down here and said he was going to take on high taxes, high uh, insurance, rent for a one-bedroom apartment in the slums of $1,400. Wow. And then two months later, he picked a fight with Disney and everything, and then he left us, you know, gone. And now all of a sudden he comes out with this, and then he's in this, and then they're changing stuff, and you see politicians going to China and everything, while Trump, who doesn't have to do any of this, is, you know, he can go to jail, but he's, it's for the country, and we need everybody to rise up and to be with him. And we Richie, also and, and, and I think they're going to do it, Richie. And look, I appreciate your call. We've got to run, but it's it's a great point. And I'm with, Ronna McDaniel needs to go. I, there's nothing personal about it. However, something personal could be made about that name that she doesn't want you folks to remember, and that name is, is Romney, Ronna Romney McDaniel. She, she wants you to forget that she's related to Willard Mitt Romney, and that's a big problem. I, I'm just not sure you can trust the Romneys. I, I really don't, folks. I really don't. All right, let's go to Hendersonville, North Carolina. Steve is listening to us on the great WHKP. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Hello, Todd. Uh, we've spoken before, and as always, it's an honor and a pleasure to speak to you. I hope you're well. Well, thank you very much, Steve. Let's get to it. We don't have a lot of time. All right, real quickly, two things. Kirk was just talking about schools in our churches, and I am a Catholic here in Hendersonville. We have a Catholic school attached to our church. More than half the kids that go there are not Catholic or ever will become Catholic, but it's a great Christian education, and there is usually always scholarships and money available for people that can't afford the full tuition. What is it? You know, I want to pivot real quick here on the book, Steve. There was another story about your pope 
and uh, he is he has gone woke squirrely to the left, and uh, now transgender folks. It looks like they're easing up on uh, the, uh, the 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 Catholic rules and regs about that. Yeah, I don't love some of that either. I'll be honest, but I've got to have faith that that's not going to be what they're teaching in our schools because they're still not for for gay marriage. They're trying to be mm. let gay people come to church, but you know he won't bless a gay marriage because it's a sin. So I agree. Unfortunately, you're right. He's not as conservative as he should be. But I still, I still think rather than I have friends that homeschool their kids and they're doing a great job, doing a great job. But as an alternative to some of the other schools that are just the public schools, it's going to be a slightly more conservative Christian education as opposed to the woke stuff. But you're right. He's he's not the best pope we've ever had. <laughs> no, he's not Benedict. He's not Pope John Paul II. I can tell you that right now. Uh, all right, Steve, God bless you. And uh, tell all of our friends at WHKP, we said hello. I love that radio station. Great people there. Uh, let's go to Ohio, Overland, Ohio. Sandy is watching us on Newsmax. Sandy, I have to. I know you're going to talk about these uh, publishing companies, but that uh, that vote on abortion, geez, Lou. Oh yeah, that broke my heart. All the all the babies that they're just killing, and they don't realize that they're the ones that invited the child into the bodies in the first place. There you That's go. Their freedom of choice. That's the choice. Um, That's you're the right. Choice. All right, let's talk about these uh, these companies. Uh, and I apologize for pivoting there, but uh, good to have you with us, Sandy. Yes. You mentioned Vanguard, and I'm thinking we can bring those companies to our knees. I'm a retired person. I have retirement, and I can juggle my accounts to make sure I don't have any Vanguard in it, but I don't know the companies that need to be um, brought to their knees. Who are the ones writing these books? Sandy, this this is a great question. um, There's an incredible organization called Timothy Plan, timothyplan.com, and and they've been doing this for 30 years and they actually will go through and they will list all of the woke companies that you may or may not be supporting through your retirement funds, 401ks or whatever. And they will help you find alternative companies to, to, you know, to, to invest in, for example. Uh, so they do a terrific job of that. Uh, but, you know, it's dangerous. What I find dangerous, Sandy, is this idea that a lot of moms and dads, they hear scholastic books. It's like back in the day, you hear about the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts. Oh, those are good, wholesome organizations. Well, it turns out they're not good. They're not wholesome anymore. And it's it's important for all of us to do our due diligence. And, and, and we talk a lot about these issues on the show just so we can alert people and let them know, hey, this is what's happening. You know, you've got a Trojan horse in your local public school. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sandy, thank you for watching us on Newsmax, and you give us a call back one of these days. Again, folks, our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I have a question for you. Uh, there's, um, There's been a lot of controversy over Vivek Ramaswamy and what he did in the debate last night. Specifically, he mentioned Nikki Haley's daughter, uh, in this conversation around TikTok. Now, Nikki Haley is out there saying that families need to pull their kids off of TikTok, all the while, as Ramaswamy pointed out yesterday, it turns out that Nikki Haley's daughter actually is a very popular TikTok person. So he was pointing out the hypocrisy, and as a result of that, Nikki Haley is uh, is in a tizzy. And I'm curious, did Vivek Ramaswamy do anything wrong? Did he cross a line yesterday in the debate by bringing up 
the fact that Nikki Haley's own daughter is a popular TikTok star. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, coming up at 3 o'clock on Newsmax TV, the new N2 platform, we're going to be talking exclusively to our good buddy Franklin Graham and a diner owner. A Greek diner owner is under fire because he's supporting the nation of Israel. We're going to talk to him exclusively. So stick around, folks. We've got a lot more fun stuff happening. This is The Todd Starting Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. I watched it before. I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a senator. I watched what happened in my community. It changed everything. All right, geez, hello. That's the president just a few moments ago. He's just, you know, having a, a very random conversation. Then start chilling. Oh, my gosh. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Well, I'm very excited to, uh, to to tell you about an incredible book, and it really is fascinating. I've just started reading this. It is a true story of a Japanese pilot who led the attack on Pearl Harbor, and from there, this amazing journey to redemption. And I love these kinds of stories, stories that that involve redemption. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have with us the author of The Wounded Tiger, author T. Martin Bennett. Uh, Welcome to the program. Hey, Todd. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I live in Tennessee, but I'm not a native Tennessean like you. Well, is that right? So what part of Tennessee are you, are you living in? Franklin. I live in Franklin, just south of Nashville. Well, you guys have a great little downtown area there, so a lot. that's a fun town. Well, next time you're in town, let me know, and I'll buy you some barbecue. Hey, I love it. I love it. Uh, by the way, folks, WoundedTiger.com is the website. That's WoundedTiger.com. Now, I again, I didn't realize I had never heard about this story until you sent me your book, and I'm like, this is fascinating. Uh, I want you to give that's our listeners... Exactly- Give our listeners a little bit of background on on this on the yeah. story. Yeah, so I, I'm just like you. I mean, I love history. I remember being in uh, grade school, asking the teacher, you know, why did the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor? What was that all about? Nobody really knew the answer to that. Uh, I love history. I love true stories. And I had done a feature-length screenplay on the life of John Newton, who wrote the song Amazing Grace. And so I came across this book. It was an out-of-print book from a defunct publisher, and I had very low expectations as I started to go through the thing. But I started to realize this is this is an unbelievable story. Why do, does the world not know about it? So I, I started researching it in detail. I spent about three years doing research, reading thousands of pages, meeting with key people in Japan, the U.S., and I thought, this is just one mind-boggling true story. So it's the story of the pilot who led the attack in Pearl Harbor 
who, uh, who was handpicked by Admiral Yamamoto, and he was just, you know, full of uh, hatred and animosity toward the U.S., and he had nationalistic, super, you know, super nationalistic pride in Japan. He was driven by selfish ambition. But the story also has two other very key plot lines that have really nothing to do with each other, but they all come together in the end in almost a supernatural, miraculous way, which is, uh, you know, Jake DeShazer, who was a, a he was a bombardier on a B-25 bomber. He volunteered to go on a secret mission he knew nothing about, and they were the first to, to counterattack and bomb Japan. Unfortunately, his plane ran out of fuel, and he was captured by the Japanese and was tortured and in, you know, uh, isolation. Uh, his friends were dying, shot, and everything else. He was just in the blackest hell you can imagine. That's the second plot line. And the third plot line is the story of the Covell family. The parents were highly educated in Chicago. They had traveled to Japan. They wanted to teach, and they wanted to, uh, you know, they're missionaries, so they wanted to teach people about Jesus Christ. So what happened was, as the country of Japan was ramping up for war, they fled to the Philippines, and then they sent their children to the United States. So without giving anything away, the daughter, Peggy Covell, ultimately has an impact on the life of this guy who led the attack at Pearl Harbor. The odds of anything like this happening were like millions to one, and how it happened, why it happened, I've had dozens say it was the best story they'd ever read in their life. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you the truth. They just said it was amazing. Now, I'm not saying I'm a good writer. I'm not saying that. But it is an unbelievable story once you get through to the end. And in a world full of killing and hatred and fighting and death, this is a bright beam of light, of hope and inspiration that I hope encourages people. So I, I'm going to be fully honest here. When I first heard about the project, I thought, really? I, I mean, you know, after what the Japanese did at Pearl Harbor, and, and exactly. But, but then, and and you were concerned. About, I mean, I have to imagine as a writer, you're like, are people going to feel like Todd Stearns just felt until you read the book, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing story. Well, he had a completely change of heart, mind, and spirit. And so when somebody's doing something wrong, they say, that's wrong. Well, what's he supposed to do? Well, you should make it right. Well, that's exactly what he did. And when you see what happens and how it happens, you can't help but say, golly, this is just an amazing story. How did this happen? How could, was it even possible? Hmm. This is, I'm, I'm curious to get, uh, you know, what have you been hearing from, from people? You know, that you've, you've been working on this book um, and uh, the stories uh, that you've uncovered because you've, you've actually discovered things uh, that have not been published before, as a matter of fact. Well, I, I have, I didn't even know it existed. So I've been working on this for 18 years. And one of my wow. researchers said, hey, uh, the telegraph message that Fushida, the pilot who led the attack in Pearl Harbor, that he sent back to his ship was Tora, 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 which means tiger, tiger, tiger. And that's one of the playoffs of the, uh, the metaphor of the book, Wounded Tiger. Well, that telegraph is in existence and has never been published. And we got permission from this museum. They were very strict about it and all the rules. They want to make sure this was not an anti-Japanese book. And sure enough, we were able to print it. It's in the book. And I don't think anybody has ever gotten permission to do that before. That's just one of the things in the book. There's also a letter from 20th Century Fox uh, inquiring about the rights to his story to make into a film. And uh, so... Yeah, a lot of things are happening, but I actually wrote this as a screenplay first as a feature film because I'm a very visual thinker, and after writing the screenplay, we got it to investors, and they, they loved it. They thought, oh, my goodness, this is, this is going to make a ton of money, but they wanted full creative control to change anything they wanted. I thought, you know what? I want to make money, but not at the expense of the story. I don't yeah. want them to change the thing, and Hollywood has a bad habit of just 
ruining things when they're true stories. Just let it stand on its own two feet. So um, I've declined actually four offers to make this film. It's a $125 million film. And uh, because the producer of Hacksaw Ridge contacted me and said, listen, what are you, what are you doing on this project? And after many conversations, said, Martin, forget about the movie. Get the book to the top of the charts. That's when the investors will come to you. So that's part of the reason we put the money into getting this book onto the charts so people can see it. But the fact is, the previous versions that were self-published and not marketed at all, we got over a 1,000 reviews with a higher five-star rating than John Grisham's best-selling best book, which was The Firm. So there is a big market. People love the story, and it's a character-driven story. It's really not about war. So ladies really do love this story. All right, folks. Again, the the book is called Wounded Tiger, and uh, you can go to the website. There is a terrific website here, folks. WoundedTiger.com. That's yeah, Wounded and you Tiger. can read the first chapters free. Oh, nice. We see that. That's very generous of you. Uh, so again, folks, WoundedTiger.com, and you'll be able to actually read some of the book before you purchase it. But get yourself a copy of it, um, and it really is going to be. Um, I think, quite frankly, Martin, it could be a life changing book for a lot of readers out there. Absolutely. Todd, thank you very much for having me on your show. And I do love Memphis barbecue for real. Well, I'm glad to look, I'm glad to hear that. It's the, it's really the only, the only appropriate and proper barbecue in America. So that's, I'm glad to hear you say that. And of course the firm w- was filmed in Memphis as well. So, uh, some, oh, yeah. some good that's, Memphis. It's a great movie. There. I love that movie. It is. It is. All right. Uh, Martin Bennett, ladies and gentlemen, author of the, the incredible book, The Wounded Tiger. Get yourself a copy. You can do that at your favorite bookstore or go to the website, WoundedTiger.com. All right, folks, uh, 844-747-8868 is our phone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Uh, I want to play some audio before we go to the phones. So this is from yesterday's uh, debate, last night's debate over at NBC. And Vivek Ramaswamy, he's the guy that I think he's the guy that won this debate. And it's only because of the first thing that came out of his mouth uh, when he went after the RNC and NBC News. Take a listen. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, Please make your case. Why would you uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk 
we'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Sorry. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn That's to Governor, Governor Christie. Why? Uh, wow, there you go. Good for you, sir. And and the poor folks over at uh, the, the moderator. And by the way, you never even heard from poor Hugh Hewitt. He's sitting over there just, I don't know, doing, I don't know, doing solitaire or something. Poor guy. They called him maybe once or twice. But um, NBC News, what a horrible debate last night. Uh, but good for you, Vivek, for saying what was on everybody's mind out there. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here. Deborah in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Deborah. What's on your mind today? Hi. While I'm responding to um, the TikTok issue you asked about, I think he was spot on that if you're going to talk the talk and put it out there, then you better walk the walk, or you're not invited into the fray. Deborah, and I want to. Deborah, I want to play this. Uh, so let's. Uh, so, so can we play the 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 TikTok, the back and forth with Vivek Dillon? Laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer. You're just scum. You're just scum. Deborah. Deborah, yeah. again, I'd like to know who she, has she ever called a Democrat scum, or is that just reserved for Republicans? I, I mean, if you're guilty, you're guilty. That's it. If he brought the daughter in, okay, our kids are all doing it. So try. Do you want to really deny that it's not going on with our teenagers? She should own it. She should own it and say, you know, I'm not aware of it. I wasn't aware that she was doing that. And that's a family discussion to have. But then to say, don't bring my daughter into it, that everybody knows what's going on out there. I think he's, I like him because he's speaking what's on our minds, even if it's hard to listen to. Well, and, and again, I it goes back to him pointing out her hypocrisy. You know, she's telling all these other families, moms, dads, make sure your kids are not on TikTok. Meanwhile, her 25, 25-year-old daughter is a TikTok star. So he was pointing out, I think the legitimate thing that he pointed out last night was the hypocrisy of, of Nikki Haley. But uh, we'll, we, man, he was getting he was getting slammed. Even on Fox and Friends this morning, uh, the Curvy Couch Gang, they were going after him. Yeah, because he's taking them all on. And That's it. And it needs to be done because it doesn't matter whether you're on the far right or far on the far left. They're all leading into the cattle stall, and they're all taking taking everybody down into, into the death pit. It's, look, it's a great point. Deborah. great call. You give us a holler back, and thank you for watching us on Newsmax. 
Uh, let's go to Craig in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City. Uh, hey, Craig, what's going on? I want to talk to you about the uh, the uh, in the difference between Hamas and Israel. Um, you know, they get all over Israel for doing what they're doing and going into the uh, territory, but they send leaflets. They give them opportunities to leave, but there's no leaflets were sent by Hamas or no opportunity or warning that they were coming on uh, the first time that they went into Israel. So it's a totally different situation. And saying that the Israelis are trying to uh, eradicate the citizens of uh, of Palestine, you give them every No, Craig, they're going out of their way to make sure that the Gazans don't get hit by any, any of the missiles or any of the bullets that are flying out there. I think, you know, Israel, and it's a great thing that you've pointed out, and I haven't heard a lot of people talking about this, you're right, Hamas, they didn't drop any flyers from those paragliders when they came across the border. No, and they and they actually they actually used civilians as uh, to, to sneak through there, and yep. the Israelis couldn't shoot at them because of their Supreme Court says don't shoot at civilians. And then they pulled out their guns and whatnot, and they didn't do any warning, and now everybody's blaming the Israelis, and they've done everything they can to protect any citizen that wants to get out. And I think a lot of these Hamas people are going to pretend and dress like uh, regular people when they open the quarters, and they're going to sneak out like they're not soldiers. I I believe that you are a thousand percent right on that, Craig. A great call. Appreciate you listening to the program and you give us a holler back one of these days. Again, our number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Uh, this bit of breaking news coming in. Senator Joe Manchin says he will not be running for re-election uh, to the U.S. Senate in the state of West Virginia. So we'll keep you updated on that, uh, that news uh, coming out just uh, just a few moments ago. So I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by this. Look, the, the 2024 presidential election and this election cycle is going to be one of the most, if not the most important in the history of the nation. And I say that because we are ending a very dangerous time in American history where you've had two generations of young people Gen Z and the millennials, and they are now well above voting age. They are becoming the managers and the bosses, the leaders in society. And many of these kids were indoctrinated in public schools from kindergarten all the way up through their graduate classes. And we've got to be very careful, ladies and gentlemen, very careful about the direction of this country because they are radicalizing the next generation. So we've got to put a stop to this. And that's why this election cycle coming up in 2024 is so vitally important. And a lot of that is getting out there and getting out the vote. But look, I'm with Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't like losing. And and I'm not, look, here's what should have happened. And we'll talk more about this on the TV show. But what should have happened after Ramaswamy uh, got up there and said what he said, and I think they went to, uh, uh, they went to uh, Chris Crispy, who we call the Weeble Who Doesn't Wobble, um, and doesn't fall down, unlike some people that you know wear heels on that stage. Uh, and but instead of just going to Chris Christie, Chris Christie should have said, "You know what? Yeah, I don't like Vivek. I know he looks like a used car salesman. I don't like the guy, but he makes a pretty good point here." NBC News. 
What say you? You were perpetrating and you were advancing these false stories and this fake news about Russia collusion. You never apologized about it. What? How? Before we go any further, NBC News, how about an apology to the American people? Folks, I guarantee you the ratings would have blown up and Trump would have even broadcast it live during the middle of his big rally there in Miami. Oh, we got we to gotta leave it here. Hang tight. Head over to the TV. We're going to start the Todd Stearns TV show coming up in just a few moments. Have a great one, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.